Shabbat Shalom. Thank you. This evening, I would like to speak with you about the oxymoronic holiday of Hanukkah, a sacred occasion featuring rituals that completely contradict its history and message. Tonight, I hope to highlight this contradiction as being emblematic of modern Jewish tradition, which continue, continually seeks to preserve the old while embracing the new. But in order to understand this, we must first begin by re-examining the story of Hanukkah as we learned it. While the classical story of Hanukkah, many of us learned back in Sunday school, presents the Maccabees as heroic defenders of religious freedom, in truth, Hanukkah commemorates a civil war within the Jewish community of second century BCE Israel between those who were accepting of Hellenistic influences and the Maccabees who sought to fend off all external influences. Surprisingly enough, seems that Jews of the time liked Greek influences such as arches and aqueducts, <clears throat> excuse me, in the theater and Roman and, and all sorts of Greek philosophy. The story of Hanukkah teaches us to be wary of external influences and to create a thick wall around Judaism lest we completely assimilate and dissolve into our host society. Now, consider the rituals by which we celebrate this holiday. The potato pancake, the latki, is a staple of Polish cuisine and has been for centuries. The latki was in Poland before the Jews ever arrived. The same goes for jelly donuts covered in powdered sugar, which in Poland are called ponczkis, but for us, sufganiot. Similarly, children in Russia and its surrounding countries have entertained themselves during the long winters by playing a simple game in which different sides of a top are assigned values so that it may determine how treats may be won or lost. In Western Europe, the top is known as the teetotum. In all the foods and activities most closely associated with Hanukkah are entirely appropriated from neighboring cultures in which Jews lived. But Hanukkah's foreign influences are not rooted in Europe alone, for we have yet to mention the elephant in the room, Christmas. The creation of the modern Hanukkah palooza, replete with ornaments, lights, and presents, is entirely an invention of the American Jewish community in its attempt to compete with its Christian neighbors. In fact, until only recently in Israel, Rosh Hashanah and Passover were the main holidays for gift giving. Only through their American friends and relatives have, have Israelis begun now to give gifts to their children on Hanukkah. Thereby the Israeli Jewish community is being influenced by the Christian non-Jewish American community via their Jewish friends and relatives of America in between. So there you have it, the oxymoronic holiday of Hanukkah, a sacred occasion featuring rituals which upon reflection completely contradict its history and message. We commemorate the victory of fundamentalism over pluralism through entirely pluralistic means. 
it would be like celebrating the founding of the Tea Party through tax increases and same-sex marriages. Right? It really makes no sense. Hanukkah is not just oxymoronic, it is wonderfully, beautifully oxymoronic. It speaks to the winding, circuitous nature of Jewish tradition. Hanukkah demonstrates the power of the Jewish community's highly permeable membrane through which we have benefited by accepting the gifts of our surrounding cultures over the millennia. The holiday speaks to the power of the essential Jewish ideas and history to which we hold fast and apply to a rapidly changing world. And it reminds us that organized religion is not so organized after all. Ours is a tradition of mishmash, hodgepodge rituals and celebrations with a Polish sprinkle here, a Spanish dash there, and an American glaze all around. My teacher, Rabbi Devorah Weisberg, who herself grew up and was educated here at Temple Emmanuel, once described the difference between traditional and progressive Judaism. Traditional Judaism says, heaven forbid that anything should look different a hundred years from now. Progressive Judaism replies, heaven forbid that everything should look the same. Rabbi Abraham Isaac Cook, the first chief rabbi of Israel once wrote, our mission is to make the old new and make the new sacred. May we be blessed with the courage to reinvent and reimagine our traditions and customs for a new generation of American Jews. And may we be blessed with the wisdom to access our sacred texts of, to point the way forward in this modern chaotic world. Shabbat Shalom and Chag Urim Sameach.